Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Hey there, everyone. This is Dr. Geneva, and welcome once again, once again, as we take a look into the heads and hearts of leaders and the greater purpose they inspire in others, in all of us. This podcast is about learning from and being inspired by leaders and and their stories. Their stories, their tales of success about why and how they do what they do. You know, I believe in that African proverb that says leadership is best taught by leaders. So this podcast features conversations with leaders from around the world and in your own backyard who are CEOs of corporations, presidents of nonprofits, and pretty much chief of everything entrepreneurs who are leading their market, their organization, and making an impact in and on the community. My hope is that this podcast will ignite your soul and have you look at life and leadership through an entirely different prism as we get behind leaders and find out what makes them tick, sometimes what ticks them off. We'll <laughs> uncover secrets and practical skills to take you to the next level. So we want you to listen to these real-life stories that will teach and inspire you to make a difference in yourself, at work, and in your community. I am just so delighted to have a worldwide speaker with us uh, this evening. A Not only a speaker, but a transformational coach. Someone who's an expert at energizing and inspiring people to use their talents, their God-given gifts to act to succeed. And as her website says, we encourage people to think differently, speak persuasively, and lead transformationally. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that someone you want to hear from? Well, my guest is Celeste Johnson, a transformational speaker and coach who's an expert in doing what she does. She's been a keynote speaker and trainer at conferences, seminars, and meetings all across the U.S. and other countries, including Canada, Japan, South Africa. Her greatest asset is her passion for inspiring and challenging people to raise the bar on their professional and personal performance and collective results. But she just doesn't do motivational speaking. She also delivers highly interactive training experiences in person via webinars or online intensive boot camps. So (laughs) I'm sure you can see and understand why I'm so delighted to have Celeste Johnson with us as our guest. Welcome. Thank you so much. What a wonderful introduction. I need to carry you on the road with me. (laughs) Well, listen, I'll go right there with you. 
We'll do that things was great. together, inspiring folk. Amen. <laughs> it's That's so the plan. Delightful. <laughs> it's so delightful to have you um, here today, and I understand you're calling in from Atlanta, and um, and we were talking about the weather, and it seems like it's good weather <laughs> there, and good weather here in Michigan. Um, fantastic. So, you fantastic. know, it's great. Fantastic. So, Celeste, why don't, why don't we start off with uh, you telling us about you. Who is Celeste Johnson? <laughs> Who is Celeste? I, I love that question, and sometimes I still ask myself, although I have um, answered that a few times in the past few decades. I, I think Celeste is someone who just believes in the potential of people. At the core mm. of everything that I do I just believe we have so much more potential than most of us live up to for a variety of reasons. There's a lot of reasons, some good, some not so good, but that we don't fully live out loud all the things that we have. And so somewhere in me was planted this desire to help extract that. I believe in it. Oh. And I believe in people. And um, oftentimes I have found in my exchanges, both professionally and personally, that sometimes my belief is stronger in them than their own belief. And mm. I understand that, too, because sometimes you have to borrow somebody else's belief until yours kicks in. So I'm willing mm. to lend mm-hmm. mine to others and encourage them to just step it up, whatever that means for them. And that varies from person to person. So I think at the core, that's what I would say. I have, as far as I can think back, that's always been a part of what I've done and who I am. Hmm. So let's think back a little more. Um, so where did when what happened um, way back that um, started you on this path of uh, lending folks your strong beliefs and extracting from them their very best? When when did this first uh, it, you know show itself? Mm-hmm. You know that's a very good question as far as exactly when, but I I do recall. Um, at a very young age, I guess probably, I don't know, five, six, seven, something like that. My family were, we were moving, we moved around a little bit and we were moving back from California to Detroit because I was actually raised Mm. most of my life in Detroit. And my mother reminds me of this story often. She says, Celeste, and I'm the youngest. Okay. I have three sisters. And one of my sisters that's right, uh, a couple of sisters above me, was really depressed and kind of sad about the move, right? Which is understandable. She didn't want to leave her friends mm-hmm. and in familiar environments. And mm-hmm. my mother would always remind me how I would go up to her and say, don't worry, Carolyn, I'll find you some new friends. You know, I've always been <laughs> encouraging people, <laughs> believing it was okay. going to be great wherever it was. And so mm-hmm. I, I believe I call her my first coaching client, you know, in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Of course, I had no idea mm-hmm. that that's what I would do for a living. But And then probably I exposed myself very early on to a lot of empowering information. I've always loved reading how to do things, uh, creating things. And I read a lot of self-help books, I guess uh, you would call them. And that affects your thinking. It affects you and your behavior ultimately. So I think, I don't know when I started doing that exactly, but it was pretty young, pretty young. Mm-hmm. So you started out, and, and it seems like, a, a, you know, in your childhood starting out, uh, you were very self-motivated. I mean, you found books, you read them, you 
Mm -hmm. discovered empowering information. Was there any individual or perhaps an event that also uh, confirmed or reconfirmed the path that you're on now? Was there any aha moment that happened uh, with someone or some event? Mm-hmm. Uh, good question. I think there were two people that stand out in my mind, and um, oftentimes I ask audience members to do the same thing you're asking me. It's like, can you think back to any turning points? And there were two. One that was a music teacher. I love music. Her name was Miss Clark. I still remember to the day, and she drove a cougar. I remember her car. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But she always, I, I, I'm good at music at various, I was taking instrumental um, classes and, and singing and all of that. But she always took that extra time and just believed that I could do it. And I, like I just said, I guess I borrowed hers. Uh, until I started mm-hmm. believing I could mm-hmm. do extra, do more. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I began going to special music camps and things of that nature. So I remember Miss mm-hmm. Clark in particular. And then there was this lady from my church, Miss Thomas, who after church, um, as an outlet, instead of going home, she would invite me to her house. And that was a big deal as a kid. I'm being invited over and uh, we'd have dinner. And it, it just having an adult or having a someone senior mm-hmm. of you to mm-hmm. pour into you is very good. I guess you could call it a mentor in these days, uh, which I think as mm-hmm. leaders, you know, when we look at our, our opportunities, all of us have an opportunity, whether officially titled a leader or whatever that might be, we all influence people, which is what leadership is. And we have the capacity and the ability to make a mark on someone's life, to inspire them, to be that person that perhaps they didn't have in their family or they didn't have in their immediate circle. So I think those two stick out in my mind for sure. And I imagine along the way there were others. Yeah, isn't it, you know, wonderful how we can look back and think about so many people, I mean, we can just see them in our mind's eye as though we were talking to them yesterday. Mm-hmm. And and it maybe was many, many, many years ago, but they created impressions on us when we were so young. Absolutely. And this whole idea of uh, what adults do and how they can make impressions on young people and role modeling, it's just such a... Uh, just a phenomenal occurrence that, that, you know, just happens and makes impressions on you when you're you're little ones. And I like how you talk about, you know, leadership really is about influencing. Correct. And and having those kinds of influences. And you know what? Let me add this. I was just thinking while you were talking, and this mm-hmm. whole process here of this conversation is those two people, Miss Clark and Miss Thomas, in my life, I don't even know, I, especially Miss Thomas, I, I mean, Miss Clark, the teacher, the music teacher, I've never mm-hmm. seen her again. So she doesn't uh, know, yeah. likely, how mm. much of an impact she's made on me. And I've seen Miss Thomas a couple of times, and I've had a chance mm-hmm. to chat with her. And my what what was revealed in this conversation here is that, as leaders, as people along the way, we may never know how great of an impact we made on people. And that's mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm, that's great. Mm-hmm. As long as we keep pouring into people, as long as we mm-hmm, keep encouraging mm-hmm. and inspiring and, and you know, mm-hmm. just believing in them. And uh, we just mm-hmm. never know how far reaching that can go. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's such a great point. And it just, it also, I think, makes the, 
the um, point that as leaders we always have to we 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 got to know that we're always role modeling. Mhm. You Absolutely. know, we're always on. <laughs> we're always on. It's it's like when we talk about uh raising children, um you know, they're always watching us as parents. They mm-hmm. they always watch, they always look. And it's the same way in terms of leaders that leaders are always on. They are. Um, they're always need because they're always role modeling and influencing someone sometime. Well, if you're just joining us, I'm so delighted that uh, today on Dr. Geneva Speaks, we're having conversations with Celeste Johnson, a transformational speaker and coach, a leader of leaders who's been all over the world um, um, bringing out, extracting from others the best. And when they don't have the best, we're learning how she lends them herself and her confidence. And so we've just had a conversation. We're just talking about leaders and their influence. So Celeste, what? So you you talk to people. You've talked to hundreds of people in this country and all over the world. What what are people saying? Are the biggest challenges facing? Um, them as leaders, as people who are trying to make a difference and impact in in their own lives, at work, in the community, what are the one, two, three top challenges that you're finding or hearing about? Okay, very good. I'm I'm going to address that question, um, but I want to, before I do, go back to the a, a statement you made that leaders are always on and and people are watching and what have you and I yes. the comment I want to add to that that is so critical for us as individuals quote leaders is authenticity being it's not a matter of mm. necessarily being quote unquote on at a given time but if you are authentic all the time right if you are mm-hmm. just genuine. Yes. Um, you know, tell the truth because when you talk about leadership, one of the key things is integrity and honesty and people being able to trust you, right? So mm-hmm. no matter what environment, whether you're in the grocery store or in your office or in the classroom or wherever you may be leading in the community, um, that that same quality of person is there, right? And, and that's what you want to um, grow and embrace because we all have, you know, <laughs> seem like at home, I'm this way and that. And, and I know there's different environments and we um, respond differently, but there should be some core pieces some core principles and characteristics about you that no matter where I see you, that you are that same leader that I can trust. And so I think that's really key because some of our leaders, as you look in our world, are not trustworthy, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> They'll say one thing mm-hmm, to another. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is a really key piece, which kind of de- um, kind of goes to the question that you asked me next. What are, what are the challenges and what are some of the things that um, I hear back from people? And one of the things I think as a coach, because I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach, and I think um, the key piece is being able to establish a rapport with people, one in which that trust is there. When you have that, when they believe you, we talk about transformational leadership. Transformational leadership is different than transactional. It's not because you have to do it. You want people to follow because they want to do it, right? They want mm-hmm. to follow you. And that comes from establishing a rapport and a relationship with them, demonstrating, as I said, being trustworthy, believing 
believing in them, pouring into them, having their interest in mind as we are trying to accomplish a task, whatever that might be, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. more so than focus on the task. So I think one of the challenges when you run across some leaders is how, why don't people want to follow me? Why are they, you know, pushing back or I'm not getting the most out of them? Well, part of that is that you may have a challenge in making that connection, that individualized Mm -hmm. collection. Um, You know, you want to do it broadly, but you also want to see people for people, right, as individuals, Mm -hmm. not a Mm -hmm. number Mm -hmm. or just a Mm -hmm. team member. If Mm -hmm. you get them to buy that. How do you, yeah, great question. It's how very much that? about, um, first of all, <laughs> I was just in a, a training class this weekend, which is rare. I'm usually doing the class, but it was a reminder of many things that I share. And one of them is learning how to just connect with people. And one of the best ways, the easiest way is to look for commonalities. Everybody has mm-hmm. something in common. If you can start with that, looking for what do we share and you build from that point. Many times we're looking at what's different and yes, we're maybe different roles, different sexes, different, whatever. That's fine. It's pretty obvious, but there's something you have in common and you start that conversation there. And when you can share something, you can build from that point. Look for, even if you have total differences in opinion, what do we believe that is the same, right? (laughs) Where Mm -hmm. can we agree? Mm -hmm. And from that, Um, you start developing that, you break down some resistance because they can see themselves connected. So that's a really basic piece, but it's a very important piece and one in which people often overlook. So I would say just go to the people skills. People skills are so critical. There are three key skills, and I think we'll further answer your question, that I think leaders um, that want to be most effective need to address. One is people learning how to develop mm-hmm. your people skills. It is the people that makes a difference. That, um, and that I can't overstate that. There's a book I wrote called Essential People Skills, 40 People Principles, just basic principles that so many people do not acknowledge, but being able to develop those skills. The second is presentation skills, presentation on various levels, one-on-one presentation when I'm speaking to you, to one to many when you're speaking to a group, that is a skill because you can have a great idea as a leader. You can have a vision that's fantastic, but if you can't communicate it effectively, then people don't know how to follow you, right? Mm -hmm. And the last one, of course, is the really pulling out your passion, your passion for um, excelling, your passion for us achieving as a team, your passion for them being their best as well as my own, right? People follow people with some energy, right? <laughs> Oftentimes, mm-hmm. if you go up there, you can have, again, a great idea and you may be a really fantastic person, but if you drag in, it doesn't ignite people. It doesn't, mm-hmm. um, and I don't mean you have to stand on a table or anything like that, but just just have some passion about what you're talking about and what you believe. And people want to follow you, don't even know where you're going. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, but they're just turned on by your energy. <laughs> That's, it, it's huge. And you propel them. They say, I don't know what they're doing, but I want to go. And if you can get that mm-hmm. want to factor, then that's mm-hmm. half the battle. Then you provide mm-hmm. the details, right? But mm-hmm. providing the mm-hmm. details without the want to, you could be pulling them instead of them going with you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Celeste Johnson, our guest today on Dr. Geneva Speaks, Celeste Johnson, uh, speaker, trainer, coach, 
and we've just been uh, talking about how to connect, and she shared with us, you know, I love to hear those how-tos. She shared with us a couple of great how-tos. One is looking for the things that we share. Looking for the commonalities is a great way to connect because connecting um, is so key. And then she shared with us her three Ps, uh, development of the people skills, uh, how do we present, whether it's uh, one to a group or one to one. And then we talked about that passion, having that energy, that spirit that ignites others uh, to follow. And, and you know, Celeste, now, is, is some of this information you've got, I, I know you have just so much more great information <laughs> and, and thinking, is some of this in, in your books? Because I know you also are an author. I think I saw on your website that you've authored about eight books and, and mm-hmm. have been speaking all over the world. Um, how do you, um, how do you do what you do? Uh, do you, you know, you're a coach, you, you go, people can bring you into conferences and seminars. So how do you do what you do? Right. Oh, yes. Well, I do. I'm, every speaker's uh, can specialize in different things. They can do keynote speaking, okay. they can do training, they can do coaching. Mm-hmm. I happen to do all three because I like them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. keynotes, of course, are uh, so people, companies, organizations, whomever, can hire me to come in to do a, a presentation, be it just one event or it could be a conference. And because of my energy and because of my passion, I'm usually opening it up or closing it, right? Um, mm-hmm. And setting the tone mm-hmm. for, for excellence, for performance and productivity. Um, so I do those. And then I do training and I love training. Be- well, let me stop here. Go back to the keynote. Keynotes, you get paid more and they treat you better. Okay, so that's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I love training because you have more hands mm-hmm. on, right? And you can engage mm-hmm. more okay. in you know, twenty mm-hmm. minutes or an hour time with people. And I love mm-hmm. being able to really be more engaged with uh, it's instilled in a group dynamics, but you're able to engage more and you can get more feedback and give them more feedback, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so that's really nice. And and many times we'll do a combination, start off with keynote and then do some training following. But the coaching, I love that because it's one-on-one. Usually I do one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, in my boot camps, mm-hmm. there's one-to-many. We do group coaching. But, again, it's a mm-hmm. chance that I can talk directly to people and they can talk and ask me questions and I get to know them much better. And the more mm-hmm. you know, and this is the key for leaders as well, the better you know your people. If I had to tell leaders one thing, is rarely I say one thing, but if it's one thing, know your people. Know them. Mm -hmm. What are they like? Mm -hmm. What do they want to do? A lot of people Mm -hmm. that are in your on your team, perhaps, maybe that's not really their passion. That's okay. I'm not saying to kick them off, but know what their passion is. There may be opportunities Mm -hmm. that in your leadership um, role that you can open up avenues for them to explore things that will develop them. They will love you then, right? But you have to know them. So um, the coaching allows me to get to know people more uh, one-on-one. I know where their hot buttons are. I can remind them and help them be accountable, which is, I think, another thing that leaders can do, um, depending on how leadership is manifested in their particular roles, um, but to help people become very clear where they want to go and then keep them on track. (laughs) 
So whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, on track mm-hmm. for the company and organization or for the individual, whichever, that's leadership in my mind. Mm-hmm. So now, so you have a company, Celeste Johnson International. I do. And so, and you, so you are an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. all of these things that um, it seems that you're not only good at, speaking, training, and coaching, but it seemed that you also love it. Would I do. you say that speaking, <laughs> training, so is this your gift? You know, we do a lot of conversation on this show about finding your gift, mm-hmm. and would you say these things are your gift, and if they are, how do you find it? That's, that's a good question, too. You have great questions. <laughs> I think, you know, um, part of it, I didn't do this always. I didn't even know you could do this and get paid, right? I was, no, I was okay. in corporate America. You know, I worked in General Motors mm-hmm. and uh, service manage- and management and a variety of different things. And But I've always, on the side, even when I was working in, in with General Motors or different companies, I was always in some kind of a class, teaching or, or encouraging mm-hmm. in some way. And mm-hmm. um, I eventually uh, connected with um, a speaker that some people listening may be familiar with. His name is Les Brown. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I began oh, to yeah. and uh, was his road manager and did joint presentations. And I realized mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. could impact people and people pay you pretty good for that, right? So I mm-hmm. didn't know this was a career per se. I just did it. And I think, um, you know, I also sing. I'm a singer. I sing in my church. I sing in the community and what have you. And all of that, the speaking, singing, the verbalizing, however it's done, impacts people's minds and hearts. And if you can touch Mm. their minds and their hearts, um, then change can occur. You can't change people, but if you touch them, then they are propelled to want to change. And so that Mm -hmm. excites me. It excites me that if I can Mm -hmm. provide not only information, information you can get on the Internet, right? You don't need a person for information. But what a person, what a leader does, what a speaker does, what a singer does, is they deliver it. That's what I mean by presentations. They deliver it in such a way Mm -hmm. that it impacts Mm -hmm. people. And we know that it is People operate and they move by emotion and they rationalize with logic, right? I don't mean being emotional, mm-hmm. but they have to feel it. They have to believe it. They have to, you have to touch them and then they'll do the, do the work. That's what leaders, that's what I see us as leaders needing to do. We need to infuse into them the belief, the faith, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, yes, yes. I can just say yes, yes, because you're inspiring me. You know, it's just yes. so wonderful. So, so if you were to, you know, if you could wave a magic wand and the legacy that you wanted to leave was made possible in this instance, mm-hmm. what would that be? What would that look uh, like? Well, it would take a couple of different aspects. One is I love books. I love books. I have always loved books. I have a huge personal library, et cetera, et cetera. Bookstores are my favorite place. So one of the things that would be is to have all of my books. I have eight, actually, um, books in the bookstore. That would be, like, so great because they will outlive me. They will take my message Mm -hmm. well beyond Mm -hmm. me. So part of my legacy is in the materials that I put out. Um, I am pouring into them so that they will inspire generations to come. A lot of the material that I um, put in my, in my books are 
um, ageless. They aren't um, just for now. This is contemporary. I'm not, and I think it's good to know what's current. But I'm talking about fundamental principles. People are people. They always will be, right? You know, there's some things that will be consistent and foundational to optimize optimal mm-hmm. success. Like for example, one of my books is Dare to Succeed, and the D is discipline. Mm. And the actual clarity and focus are raise the bar, E engage. Those words will last forever. Mm-hmm. You need to discipline yes. yourself no matter where you are, right? So it's those mm-hmm. kind of principles that, re- and I give very practical ways of how to hone that. We may be good in some areas, but not in others. Well, they call that human. <laughs> yes. But every yes. day we're alive, we have an opportunity to get better. And so part of my legacy books and through the materials that I leave and the people's lives who are changed, um, I hope mm. that what I do pass on, whenever that is, and I hope it's not soon, but whenever that is, right. that there'll mm-hmm. be somebody that will come to my funeral <laughs> and say she helped, right? <laughs> she helped, yes. And, you know, I like talking about legacy because, you know, it really, it really, it really is a conversation about what it is of value that we leave, whether we're leaving a room. I think when you train people, when you leave the room, you leave something. So that's yes. a legacy. And yes. and the books that you're writing right here, right now, you're leaving that legacy. Well, Celeste Johnson, I just am so delighted. Speaker, trainer, coach, lover of books, and all that wonderfulness you with us. We're just so delighted. And in our last 20 seconds, would you sing us a little something as we go out? Well, sure. And let me leave my website if people want more information. Please. That's Celeste yes. Johnson, J-O-N-S-O-N.com. Celeste Johnson.com. Dream. Gotta keep dreaming. When your problems get you down, don't drown in reality. All right, I know our time is up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was fabulous. We'll talk again. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www. DrGenevaSpeaks.com. That's DrGenevaSpeaks.com.